Welcome to Threesome Podcast number 116. Lex and Stacy here with you. Hello. Hi, Lex. How you doing, How you? sweetheart? What's up? I'm good. Not too much. You know me. Low key. Don't you love the respect? Snookums, sweetheart, baby cakes. Sweet cheeks. <laughs> Lexi Poo. Yeah. I do if it's from a right person. Now, if it's the condescending guy at like the store. Yeah. You know, hey, sweetheart. It's like, uh, I don't say anything, but, you know, I might be kind of like, but when you say it, I know that there is actually a certain level of affection behind it, even if you're saying it dripping in sarcasm. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's okay. That, and I know you hate court and attorneys and you don't want to fuck with it so I can get away with it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, you got to read the room sometimes. <laughs> that's how Lex chooses yeah. his pussy-grabbing yeah, victims. That's right. That's why I've never been accused of grab a pussy, because those girls wanted it. <laughs> those girls can't afford a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> I used to ask him when I was younger, hey, can you afford an attorney? <laughs> no. Here, well, then give me a hand for this. Because I'm Mr. Class. I have never, I, I, I don't even think I've grabbed, just flat out grabbed the pussy of the person I'm with. You know, just when, you know. Isn't that a song? It, it, it's a, it's a Crosby Stills and Nash song? <laughs> Grab the puss you're with. Exactly. Grab the puss you're with. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> Yes, that one. No, but it's not like I've walked into the kitchen and went, hey, babe. You know, it's. I can remember being at a bar once when I was in my 20s and a perfect stranger whom, you know, there had been no like longing eye contact across the bar and nothing came walking up. You know, I I think most females have had their asses grabbed at some point. Mm -hmm. It was basically the ass grab but in the front yeah and i was like excuse me are you kidding me did you fuck him no (laughs) the bouncer liked me and saw what happened and he kicked him out so that was nice i've had a girl grab my junk just straight out go out and grab it in a bar you know. But you guys like that. That's the difference. I I mean, I I didn't like it because it was in an appearance. And, oh, okay. You know, it, it was it was just like you got to go. <laughs> yeah, I went. Thank you. But, <laughs> but I said there's a time and a place, and she she to honk she, my bobo. She obviously had had many drinks, and she goes. She goes, yeah, this is the time and the place. <laughs> I went, it, it, it's not, is what I'm trying to explain. She says, yeah. kiss me, Terry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we've no gotten that before. We've gotten that before. He's like, oh, Terry, you're so hot. And it's like, thank you. <laughs> no, I'm going to grab or, your pussy. <laughs> or, if she, or if she's ugly. You know, it's like, it's like uh, oh, Lex, I love you. So- uh, I'm not Lex. He's over there. <laughs> Yes, you all to Peter. Yes, you are. And it's like, no, I'm not. There he is. Right, go, go get him, and then disappear. Go get him, Tiger. Yeah, and get the fuck out of there as quick as possible. But uh, hey, it's the way it goes sometimes, you know. 
It's difficult stuff. Plus, it's just fun fucking your coworkers over. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and on this show, Jesus, I know. You know, you really, you really gotta have your guard up at all times. It took me years to finally be able to begin tearing mine down. Yeah, it's like, yeah. what are you fucking talking about? Get it's away a, from me! It's like you don't trust anybody. I can tell you that I was, I was told. Being on the show, and you know, you, you get used to it. You don't think about it. But there is that, you know, you, even like during commercial breaks, in fact, commercial breaks, at least when I was there, was like the worst. Because anything that maybe had been said during the show that like maybe pissed someone off or yeah. something is held until the commercial break. And so then there are times during the commercial breaks where it's just a flurry of fuck yous and, and bitching and, and discussing how not to do that ever again kind yeah. of thing. And the smack talk and, and everything, all the really nasty stuff happens during commercial breaks. Yes. And then you go out into the real world, and then you still talk to normal people that way, and they don't like it. No. No. No, and it's like the weird part about the show is, you know, we've had a a wide array of employees over the 23 years we've been doing this. And it's like uh, Terry and I could say the most god-awful worst accusatory or shitty things to each other in a break and and then <laughs> i know and, and, i've seen it <laughs> and, and and then it's over you know i mean it's like he and, he and i get over shit like right away and there's five minutes of one of them questioning the other's parentage and then the mic comes back on hello everybody it's like, anyway we're back and uh terrence was telling us before about his uh such and such and you know and people looking at us like you guys are psychopaths <laughs> it's true yeah it's like no we're pros <laughs> You know, we'll get on the phone and we'll hash the rest of this out later, but, you know, we have a show to do. You know, it's, it's all good. And, uh, and that's why our relationship has lasted as long as it has, because that's what it should be. You get it off your chest, you, you know you're not going to agree, and then you move the fuck on. Right. You know, and then later on, you try to explain where you're coming from, then he does, you work out a compromise, and then it moves on. You know, it's like we've always had, like, people, you know, like, get out their security guard and their keys, and it's like, fuck this, I'm out of here, fuck this. <laughs> and, and he and I would just look at each other like, we'll see them tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I can safely say both of you boys know how to push buttons. Mm-hmm. And unpush them. Um, for the most part. Yeah. There's been a few times when you have not pu- unpushed my button, but I also think that was part of your button pushing. So. Yes. <laughs> it's like, no, there was definitely a couple of times. It's like, no, I'm not apologizing. I want, <laughs> I want the point to get across. <laughs> you know, that and she said shitty things to me, and I'm going to make her pay. <laughs> they were very hurtful. Yeah, they were. And I lost a shoe. Yeah. <laughs> The worst I ever felt was when you got hit with a golf ball and, and you just fell over like a duck. Because it stunned me. It's just, it's, it was like, it was like, <laughs> you know, like, like a, like a 
tree falling over or something. Thank God I was wearing the motorcycle helmet, which, by the way, is not golf ball approved. No. <laughs> because no, but... if that had hit me in the head without any kind of protective headgear, oh, you're dead. I, my, my face would have been caved in because yeah, yeah, it shattered the visor. Yeah, you would have been dead. But, but anyway, back to more pleasant things. <laughs> yes. I, I was I was talking on the air this morning about when the guy hit me in the head with the cabbage at Publix. Yeah, because guys just do stupid fucking things to each other, right? So I'm in the right. back hall mopping. You know, we're trying to get out of there. And um, I'm working my way down to the produce area, which is the last place where you stop and all that stuff. And I got my back turned. And next thing I know, I'm laying on the ground and there's like four people standing over me laughing their ass off. (laughs) Which is always a great feeling. And and I found out later it was just two people standing over me, you know, (laughs) And, and... I uh, I really should have gone to the doctor for some sort of concussion thing. I mean, it rang my fucking bell. You know, and it's like the next day, you know, I'm, I worked in produce, and the next day I'm putting cabbage, like, up on it. I went, wow, this is really fucking heavy, man. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> you know, and he, and he threw it as hard as he could from, like, 10 feet away. I mean, it, it oh, clocked me. Yeah. Right, yeah, it clocked me. They right don't there. give either. They're, yeah. like, solid. Yeah, they said I just dropped. I just, I just went. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. And, and there's, then they're all laughing, you know, because you know it's like the mop landed on my face. You know, the, the, the hand, you know, because I kind of turned around and twisted the mop hand, mop handle hit me in the face. You know, and, and it's like laying across me, and I was like out for a couple seconds, and they're laughing their ass off, and I was just like, wow, that really could have been dangerous. They could have been like you know made me in a coma or <laughs> you know mentally retarded the rest of my life or who knows right you know that would be mentally challenged like I'm, like by I'm, the way like i'm not fighting that already you know <laughs> you're just fighting early onset dementia yeah so uh yeah the, the guys just do stupid things to each other they're just insensitive horrible Yes, they do. You know, yeah, it's a rite of passage. I don't know if it's hormones yeah. or or I don't know, but my 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 first day I worked at Album Network in Los Angeles. I parked in the boss's parking spot, and he's just like this total gangster record guy, you know. And and he, you know, he's one of my good friends to this day. But at the time, he was just just this big fucking Lebanese dude. You <gasps> Which know? one was it? And I, Gary. Oh, and uh, and he. He goes, what are you doing at my fucking parking spot? <laughs> or he goes, who's at my fucking parking spot? And I went, well, uh, where is your parking spot? It's like my first day there. <laughs> I know. So you're like, yeah. I'm answering everything carefully. Yeah. And I'm like, so where is this parking spot you speak of? He goes, who the fuck is this? And uh, one of the guys goes, that's Lex. He's new. He goes, oh, you're that fucking guy. I wanted to hire somebody else. I went, <laughs> I went, well, I guess you're not in charge. <laughs> yeah. he goes, nice I, new boss. He, he goes, I am in charge, motherfucker. <laughs> he goes, I let my people make decisions. Lucky for you. I went, okay. And uh, I, said, I said, what kind of car is in your spot? Maybe we can get to the bottom of this. And he, just, and he says, he goes, he goes, he goes, he goes, that's fucking faggy blue convertible. I went, yeah, that's mine. (laughs) 
Guilty as you charged. Know, I said, I'll, I'll, I said, I see you're upset. I'll go down and move it. He goes, you should have known. It's got my fucking name on it. He goes, is your fucking name Gary? I said, it, it's not. I, I just told you what my name is. God, Lex. Yeah. It's really amazing yeah. you've made it anywhere yeah. in your life. And I, I said, I said, I'll tell you what, Gary. I'm going to go down and move my car, and uh, and I will never park there again. He goes, you're goddamn right you won't. And I went, no, I won't. <laughs> no problem. You know? And that, kiddies, so is why the music business and radio business awesome to work yeah. in. Yeah, so I'm going down the steps. I'm like, okay, I can't fucking believe this. I'm 3,000 miles from home in the first fucking day. <laughs> you know, I, I I had seven parking spots to park in when I got there, you know, because I wanted to be early and you know be make a good impression on my first day. You did you know, good job. I, I had seven fucking spots I could have pulled into, but no, no. <laughs> You know, and it wasn't that great of a fucking parking spot. You know, there was like, he could have had a much better one. You know, and so it it was kind of between these pillars, really hard to get out of. I found out later, all of California is like that. But at the time, I was like, okay, I guess this works and nobody's going to open their door and hit my car and all that. Well, by the time I get down there, there, there's literally nowhere to park for blocks. Yeah, everybody's at work and, you know, so... So I take like an hour to get back. You know, my 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 car is parked way the fuck down the street and and all this stuff. And I get back, he goes and he's sitting in my chair. <clears throat> What's he, your name on it? He goes he goes, Where the fu-? he goes, Where the fuck have you been? I went, Well, I since I got here late, you know, basically, you know, with the parking spot thing and all that um i had to go find a spot about seven tenths of a mile from here so uh that's where i've been gary (laughs) and uh he goes and he he snickers he goes oh i'm sorry I went, I went, well, you know, it's a beautiful California day. Thank you so much for moving me out here, by the way. And uh, I just uh, enjoyed my stroll back and, you know, smell the roses. You know what I mean, Gary? He goes, roses? I said, yes. It's an expression. He goes, I know the fucking expression. He goes, there's no fucking roses here, you dumb fuck. I said, excuse me, isn't the Rose Bowl like six-tenths of a mile from here? <laughs> I said, so there's a Rose Bowl, but there's no roses here? And and everybody's like laughing, so I'm getting laughs now. And he doesn't like it. You know, and I'm getting laughs because, not because it's funny, because... It was nervous. It was nervous, Nervous yeah. energy. Yeah. Scared, frightened. And, and you know, and, it, and it's like, it was weird because he was, like, enjoying the set of balls I had, but at the same time was not happy. You know, like, like this, this is going to pay off for me to have a person like this working for me, but right now I want to punch his fucking lights out. 
type of thing. Right now, I need to hold him by his neck down yeah. on the ground and declare yeah. my dominance yeah, over he, him before wanted, letting him go. He wanted to suge knight me because we had this big terrarium <laughs> in the middle, you know, with, you know, the floors were all open. You could see people walking on the floor, floors below, you know, like one of those bad Marriott hotels, you know. Oh. And all this, and I'm pretty sure, he, you know, this was before the Vanilla Ice Suge Knight incident. I'm pretty sure if he would have known of that incident, I would have been held by my ankles over that thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, we're and, all and very we, glad that you didn't have and we that ended, happen. We ended up being fantastic friends to this day. Good. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, he had two brothers that they ran the business with. Uh, I've told you about Eli. He was like my mentor, my right. you know, and uh, so they were all brothers. They were just great. Who was people. the other brother? Uh, Bruce. He was the manager of uh, lots of bands, um, Damn Yankees and uh, Night Ranger, and um, so good bands. Uh, some of them were good. Uh, he, he had. Uh, he had a piece of uh, a couple of good bands. I can't remember who they were, but he, you know, a very successful manager. Um, he was in the process at the time of s- signing Sass Jordan, who huh? who should have been huge, <clears throat> should have been a huge artist. I don't know what happened, but he died shortly thereafter. He, he yeah. probably he, why he um you know didn't take really great care of himself and had some heart problems and stuff like that but he they were all great guys very generous uh would do anything for their employees it, it was it was a great experience it really was good and uh you know just just a just a cool thing but but yeah he he was uh he was funny he's like I'm in my parking spot cocksucker he just had this voice. You could hear it coming down the hall. When he was pissed off, people got under their desks. You know, right. He, you know, he if he if he was kind of he's where is that motherfucking Dave? You know, <laughs> I'm like Dave, get out of here, run, yeah. run. He's like, there's only one exit. He's gonna find me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was actually conversations like that. <laughs> you know, I'm fucked. I'm dead. <laughs> Need come in, of course, and you know, totally verbally behead somebody. You know, are you stupid? Are you that fucking stupid? Can you even spell stupid? I went and I raised, I'd raise my hand and go, I can. He's like, shut the fuck up. This doesn't concern you. He said, nothing concerns me. <laughs> That's why I parked yeah. in your spot, dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I later, can read the sign. And, I just didn't care. And later on, when we'd be hanging out and stuff like that, they used to like take us to Vegas and pay for everything. You know, we'd be like in this booth in a club, and he'd put his arm. He goes, he goes, you're a ballsy motherfucker. I love you. You know, give you hair noogies, you know, and all that stuff. Would you fuck him? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> God, you, you're I'm turning so... you're turning into that's what she said person. Uh, no. Yes. No. Yes. You better start listening back to some of these, and you're going to realize you're that person. Nope. Yeah, we were sitting in a booth hanging. Did you fuck him? That's what she said. I didn't say that's what she said. That's, that's metaphorically the same thing. That's what you're becoming. You better stop. No, it's because you absolutely have ruled out the pleasures of, of cock. 
Yeah, I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to. Well, as far as the biological structuring of our species, I am. But, you know, minds have been changed over the centuries <laughs> of some. <laughs> That's fine. But uh, I guess uh, it, it hasn't uh, struck my fancy. Sorry. But for Someday those, it will. But for I'm those, working on it. But for those of uh, out there that do want that, good for you. Get it, man. Go for it. Prior to this podcast, Lex and I were chatting, and I said, someday I would just love for you know us to begin the podcast with, you know, hey, it's episode whatever. How you doing? Hey, Lex, how are you? Anything new? And Lex says, I sucked a cock. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I that want. What, that's, that's my dream for this podcast. That's what Stacy wants desperately. <laughs> so I can say, I knew it. I knew it. She can't get any herself, so she wants to live vicariously through me. <laughs> That's exactly it. That's right. Yes. Admit it's been it. so long Say since it. I've it's had true. The, the taste of cock, and so I want Lex to describe it to me. <laughs> sounds Is like it a salty? bad. Was it bittersweet? Sounds like a bad Herb Albert song. <laughs> Herb Albert the and the Tijuana Brass. A taste of cock. Enter the dating game song. <laughs> And the lonely bull. Don't forget the lonely bulls in there too. Yes. <laughs> that was like that was like uh, my my uh, my parents listened to that Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass album. It had like seven, my mom has the album it, downstairs in the basement. It had right like now. six major like hits on it and songs you hear all the fucking time on still to this yeah, day. To this day. And it was, I just remember it being green and everybody was all dressed up on it. That's about, <laughs> but, but she, she went through about four copies of that, <laughs> you know, and, and I, and, and it's like, I have to sheepishly admit, I kind of liked it. Me too. I still know all those songs, you know. Yeah, that. Um, there, there's the ones on Green Onions. Anytime yeah. that comes on someplace, I'll actually say to my husband, quick, what's the name of the song? And then he'll be like, crap, I'm supposed to know this because she's asked me 52 times. And he once in a while gets it right, but not really. And, there's, uh, and then at the same time, uh, uh, Sergio Mendez in Brazil 66 came out. <laughs> I'm not familiar with that. Yeah. And, uh,. That had like uh, the you know girl from Ipanema on it or something like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's what the guys all said. I used to ride my motorcycle too. <laughs> just cru- just cruising around my neighborhood on my Harley. <laughs> That's right. Lex heard in his head. Yeah. <laughs> That's his theme song when he was riding his bike. I used to ride around my neighborhood just because it was loud, you know, just to just disturb everybody. <laughs> hey, man, it's not bike week. And, I got to tell you, the one time I went to bike week down there in Daytona, <laughs> it was the beginning well, of my curmudgeonly ways, I guess, even in my 20s. Well, were you but disappointed? I was there, it wasn't what I thought. I yes. It was okay. Watching but it was fi- loud. Watching 50-year-old wrinkly boobs is just... You know, I didn't even get that. It was pre boob. It was pre boob job time, 
You know, so it was like you'd see all these, uh, you know, it was like National Geographic. It was like beanbag looking breasts under tank tops, you know, and just wrinkly sun baked faces of gray hair. It was just (laughs) like, I was just like, I want to go home. (laughs) It's like, no, dude, we're down here for three days. It's bike week. We're going to, it's like, fuck that. Yeah. I got my car on day two and drove home. Yes I, brought a, yes, I brought a car to bike week. Because <laughs> he's a rebel. Because no. Next daily, rebel. No, because I was 20-something and couldn't afford a <laughs> $20,000 Harley. Nor did I want to. If right. I had 20 grand, I was going to have a tricked-out car. With a cassette player. That's right. <laughs> Damn Skippy. <laughs> I had my I had my mom's Chevy Malibu. It was gold with plain tires and a white vinyl top. Nice. And it had a th- all the poon, didn't and it, it? And it had a three oh seven in it, and it hauled ass. It was fun. My first car was my grandma's nineteen seventy one or seventy two P green Ford Torino. Yeah. That would comfortably sit eleven. I know this because it happened. Yeah. Comfortably. <laughs> Stacy with her get off my lawn car. That thing would go. It got up to 180 miles an hour. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, my. Yeah, man. I, fucking Ford and Chevy in the late 60s and 70s were making some fast fucking cars, man. <laughs> And it was huge. You'd hit a bump, and it's not like the shocks were great, but by the time the bump actually like registered in the car, you just kind of floated up in the air and then came back down. Yeah. And it was just more like a, a woof. Even though it was, you know, if a smaller car, it would have been very jarring, but it was just kind of like woof. Yeah, bike week was scary. Yeah. So uh, I guess we should address the elephant in the room since we're around that time of year. How'd, you, how'd your uh, holiday vibe going? Is is this a good good time of year for you, or you know, we stopped back several years ago giving gifts, um, you know, amongst my my mom, my brother, yeah. my husband, and I, and yeah, stuff. I, I, I um, we don't my... have kids. It would have been different if there were kids in the family, but my, there's not. My sister gets dial. Samantha something, and I get my nephew something, and that's pretty much it. Right, and once we stopped doing that holidays have been great like mm-hmm. i don't have to worry about it. we my husband got this stuff out to put up our tree and it's still sitting there yes yeah. <laughs> it's like oh i'm gonna put the tree up like you know like the olden days when you put the tree up like on christmas eve which was the dumbest thing i've ever heard of but let's light those candles on the tree yeah. so we can look at it and burn the cabin down yeah, I I actually have this tall lamp from IKEA that I threw some Christmas lights on. <laughs> I mean, it's it's white trash beyond belief, but awesome. but it makes me happy. And you know, it's like I got like two gifts to buy: Lisa and Samantha. You know, and it's like you know, one's a gift card, and the other one's like a couple pieces of clothing (laughs) and i've told both of them don't get me anything see my husband's birthday is on the 22nd he was almost a baby jesus oh wow yeah so it it, 
his mom always made sure because like she she felt he used to get gypped a lot when he was a kid because then there would be the cheapos who would just oh we're gonna do christmas and birthday present together yeah (laughs) and that is kind of mean to the poor kid when you're a kid right so i do we you know get him something for his birthday but not for christmas yeah my birth happens to fall close by my birthday fell on mother's day so that kind of sucked well but see you were the best present she could get (laughs) i don't know which means her life sucked (laughs) (laughs) no but it just kind of it was always like uh i never had the flat out birthday experience it was always like hey we're gonna go out to eat you and your mom and you know and it's like okay why does my yeah. birthday always have to have pastel flowers yeah yeah why I'm am i boy. why am i cooking this bitch dinner on my birthday <laughs> well as i like to point out every year on mother's day on facebook it's the day my brother's giant head wrecked my mom's vagina yeah i did the same thing she had to stay in the hospital I you know as an adult now i think about this because he actually i mean he he ripped her wide um she hemorrhaged and stuff and had oh, to stay man. in the hospital an extra few days oh his head was huge and sent my father home and your mom's with pussy a newborn was tight. <laughs> after they sewed that fucker up Just yeah <laughs> i'm sure it wasn't at first <laughs> God, I just turned into you there. That's what she said. <laughs> did you fuck her? Did you fuck my mom, Lex? Yeah, did your brother fuck your mom when he when he was being born? I mean, he came out of her just like a dick would come out of her. Anyways. <laughs> oh, it's not so fun now, huh? Yeah, it's now, a hoot. now it's your mom's pussy. <laughs> but my they sent my dad home with a newborn and you know as an adult now i think back to that and it's like my brother is so lucky to be alive because <laughs> you know yep that's kind of mean china is calling he, he had a, a four-year-old which i just spent those days at grandma's she took me in loved me but um i think it was actually an aunt that helped him yeah keep, keep wayne alive until Mom finally got home with her enlarged pussy. I see. Well, um, here's an interesting story. I want to hear your take on this. Okay. Um, Nine-year-old boy sits on Santa's lap. Uh, Asks for his toys. He kind of looks like a dark-haired version of the kid in uh, Bad Santa. Aha. That's too bad. Which, by the way, is the best Christmas movie of them all. No, it's says. the worst. No, it's the fucking best. It's the Are you worst. fucking with me, kid? In his <laughs> dirty Santa outfit. I kept waiting for, like, the good thing to happen because it was like, surely after all this, something good's going to happen, and it didn't. No. It's, uh, that movie's brilliant. It should have won an Oscar. All right, so... <laughs> Because it made me uncomfortable and laugh the whole way through. And that's Oscar worthy. Yes. All right. So, I want to talk to you about something. I'm sorry. All right, well, Go I got to finish, I gotta, I gotta I finish this first. All right. So the kid's about to get off Santa's lap. He's nine years old. And Santa says, you make sure you lay off the hamburgers and French fries. Ah. Uh. 
and uh, and the kid said, and that just really disappointed me. Listen, you're fat. Santa's job is to help you. No, Santa's isn't. That's what the doctor's for. That's what caring adults, that's what parents are for. It is not up to Santa to 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 inform your child Listen, that they, every every time from here on out he's on that last he he's run that first mile and he's supposed to run two and he's about to say fuck it he's gonna remember santa going making fun of him all, while no. he's sitting on his north pole and uh, what's gonna happen is 15 years from now when mall santas start showing up dead <laughs> it's going to be this kid. Okay, that's possible. That's and true. Hunting them as they leave the bar after that's completely their shift. that's completely possible in these days and times <laughs> that that could happen. Yes, but but also it could motivate him and turn him into a decathlete, you know, and be one of our, our most decorated medal winners ever, only to become a woman thirty five years later. <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah, and that's fine. As long as he's happy, she's happy. Sorry. If she's happy, more power to her. But you know what my take on this story this morning when we did it on the air was? That... <laughs> I can only imagine. Did it involve Great White? No. No. <laughs> okay, that's another thing I want to talk about. Um, that was the day before. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Upset some people. Um Nine-year-old boy is too old to be sitting on Santa's lap. Nine-year-old girl, no. Nine-year-old, um, I, I'd say, I'd say the Mendoza line for a boy is seven years old. I would say he's right at the cut. For me, no one older, but I, I wouldn't necessarily shame him for it. It's like kids. It's like young adults and teenagers going. Hot trick or treating. Yeah, that it's like get the fuck out of here. Just go buy your own fucking candy, yeah. kids. You'll get what you want. How's yeah. that? Here's ten bucks. Go get some fucking candy. Get out of my. <laughs> get off my fucking porch with your. Get off my you know, lawn. Listen, putting, putting some eye black and a Tom Brady jersey on does not make you a costume. Okay. <laughs> no. You know. If it, I mean, if you fucking go all out and do something extraordinary, fuck yeah, I'll give you some candy. I might but, rummage up a king-size Snickers for you. Yeah, but uh, <clears throat> but to put one piece of eye black on and a Patriots jersey, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you're never gonna you're never gonna be Tom Brady, especially eating all this candy. Did anyone find any irony in the fact that the Redskins played on Thanksgiving Day? Um, no, just you. Okay. Yeah. It's too bad because there was no the irony. Because once again, they lost to the Cowboys. <laughs> Forget it, in- Indians, Cowboys, and Indians. Yeah. <laughs> Did no one see this on yeah. Thanksgiving Day? Yeah, they saw it. <laughs> yep, they saw it. <laughs> okay, so I read this story just a couple days ago. Have you seen the movie Last Tango in Paris? I think I have. Uh, refresh me, who was in it? Marlon Brando. Um, Bertolucci directed it, and then some Maria. Sch- I always want to say Schneider. I, it might be Schneider, but she was like nineteen. It's she was a French actress. I really can't think of anything else that she might have been in because that was a long time ago. I have not seen the movie. I only know this from things I've read about it and stuff. But in the movie, there is apparently an infamous rape scene 
where Marlon Brando, who was 49 at the time of filming, rapes this 19-year-old girl. Apparently, video has surfaced of this director, Bertolucci. I don't know if he is alive or dead, but this was from a few years ago, where somewhere someone asked him about it, and he says that it was a real rape. She did not know what was going to happen, because I guess in the movie he rapes her with a stick of butter, and it was that morning prior to filming that he and Brando finally decided on the stick of butter. And his comment was, he didn't want an actress's reaction, he wanted the reaction of a girl. And her thing after the fact was, I'm really glad it only took one scene, like one shoot, you know. They didn't have to redo the scene. Um, she well, listen, hated... it's only going to be four at the most, because that's all that comes in a Land Lakes box. <laughs> hey, she came in a Land Lakes box. <laughs> Lex, what? it was a real rape. She was really raped. And his, his uh, whole, I, you know, I did it for I art, you know. I better not talk about this anymore. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I was devastated when I read this story. I was devastated that, you know, and after the fact, like after it was all done, um, Brando just like walked off set like it was no big deal. You know, there was no consoling or just even saying, hey, I'm I'm sorry. Are you OK? Are you dealing with this? OK. You know, there was nothing. And afterwards, he says, how's your apocalypse now? <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> I felt that that was terrible. If it happened, if it's true. Well, Bertolucci himself was saying it was true, and she had kind of acknowledged it like back in 2007. So she has hated both. S- stick to his story? <laughs> well, you sounded like Dr. Evil just now. <laughs> Sorry, stuck to his story. <laughs> Gonna squirt? (laughs) Was it an evil petting zoo? If they ever go to court, she's gonna demand one million (laughs) dollars. Don't you mean one billion (laughs) dollars? Shut up. See, I would want you having, like, talking like that. During sex? Yeah. I don't know if I could pull that off. Oh, you would. I need you to disrobe. (laughs) Take it all off. Excuse me. Pull down your pant apparatus. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's like... uh, I'm going to rape you with one of my spaceships because they all look like penises anyway. <laughs> rape is not funny. No means no, guys. <clears throat> yeah. And besides, do you want to walk around with butter all night? <laughs> yeah, because you have to act quickly. There's a margarine of error. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> These aren't dairy good jokes, are they? 
<laughs> no, they're not. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, no, I mean, that's a horrible story, obviously. You know, it's, you know, I I just find it hard to believe. I, I mean, that that's, <clears throat> it's just hard to believe. And you know what's unfortunate is that it's more believable because there's the the recording of him saying it versus to what she said, you know, and she actually, she said it felt like a rape, but she never actually said rape, but she has like basically hated the two of them like the rest of her life. You know, she was 19 when this was filmed. She is uh, an, an old woman now. Yeah. And, um, you know, she's hated them has had issues with drugs and all kinds of stuff and you know it's just the idea yes that, oh, blame it on the godfather who shoved a stick of butter mm. up her hoo-ha good thing they weren't on filming, camera good thing they weren't filming on the water cunt huh <sighs> everyone wore their slickers mm. that day <laughs> <clears throat> Are you there? I am now. Okay. <laughs> Just coughing. Like oh, okay. It's like, me. man, when you turn your mic off, it's like the vacuum seal. <laughs> like, Sorry. Yeah, it's like, we're, are we off the air? Would something happen here? But no, I, I actually a- think this microphone's too good because everybody hears everything mm. that I'm doing. <laughs> Sorry. Not- I'm, uh, I'm, it is a horrible story. It is. I'm, I'm, I don't mean to make fun of it, but it's, uh, it's, it's an old story and I just don't, I, I, I hate that these things go by years and years and years. Right. You know, and and then you hear about them because it's like, why are you just saying something now? Why? But you finally get to a point where you've either, you know, because enough time has gone by and because you're just older and wiser and more um, secure in yourself, that you can talk about it. That the the shame maybe is not as sharp and as horrible and and all that. You know, it it takes time. Mm -hmm. It takes time for you to finally tell yourself that it's okay and perfectly normal to talk about what happened. That's why it takes so long. People seem to think that you should just be able to jump up and go, he shoved a handful of pine cones up my ass. Congratulations. Let's yeah. go get him, you know, and take him to prison. It doesn't happen like that, folks. It, it's so weird because um, I think now actors and actresses talk between themselves about, like, uh, we had Mr. Skin on the other day. We were talking about Monster's Ball. And uh, he, <laughs> he had some... Uh, scenes that somebody took with a cell phone um uh, on the set you know while that while that scene was being shot and what was it i guess i've never seen the movie um well billy bob thornton and uh and uh halle berry um she's uh she's got you know it's it's like he was in prison or she had a husband in prison or something like that anyway they strike up some sort of dark relationship and they end up fucking on the floor of her apartment one night and uh and it's a really graphic scene i mean it's it it's hot it's a hot scene okay and so it's not rape 
And uh, no, no. Okay. It, it, the the word is that they were both on board to fuck each other, and they did. No. That they actually well. that they actually. And the person who shot this video on the phone, um, you know, caught the evidence, you know, of Billy Bob Thornton's penis, penis entering in, the vagina, in, in, in the Halle, vagina inside Halle Berry. Both, both of them at the, <laughs> that's the name of his autobiography. Uh, both of them at the time, uh, supposedly in relationships. I, I think he was with Angelina Jolie at the time, and she was with uh, somebody else. But that's for the art. You know, if they're doing it, like, outside of work when they're having drinks on the weekend, that's different. But I, I guess yeah, I, that I, is I, no different than porn. I, I, don't, mean, I don't. it's think, a job. I don't think Billy Bob went home <laughs> to Angelina and said, I fucked Halle Berry in a scene for real. I just, oh, he did? You know, she probably got off to it. No, I don't, I don't think. I don't think. I don't, she doesn't strike me as caring for such things at all. Because she's a bitch. She strikes me. She's a cold ice queen, poor home-wrecking bitch. No, she's fantastic. No, she's not. Yeah, she is. She's a terrible person. She's she's amazing. I remember David Moore saying one day, (laughs) he's like, you know, Angelina Jolie is that woman that every man needs to know once, but then you don't marry her and you never, ever speak of her again. (laughs) And I thought that was a very good description of her. Every man needs that wild, crazy, best sex he's ever had, but can't deal with the rest of her. Yeah, that's true. And you know, that's exactly, at least when she was younger, that's exactly what she was. Yeah. Yeah, um, but you don't marry it. Yeah, and, and then the whole thing with the kids and all that stuff. You know, I don't, I don't think Brad Pitt saw that coming. Which thing? Yeah, uh, the 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 whole thing with the kids. You know, having the, kids, uh, having all those kids, and adopting all those kids, and all that shit. I don't think I don't think he was expecting that or down with that. Which is which is why uh, they are where they're at now. You know, it serves him right. You know, I I I don't know. I I don't care as much as I used to. I just I know what she is. There is nothing she can do that's ever going to make me think. Okay, she's not bad. Chelsea Handler herself has said because she she holds no bars you know jennifer aniston at least has like held her tongue and not said too many nasty things about angelina but chelsea handler who's like a really good friend of jennifer aniston's she doesn't hold back and she has said that you know when angelina walks into a room you can tell when you look at her that she is a very very bad woman and it was a combination of the sexy thing but then also like she she's gonna fuck you over you know she she's just not good yeah She's not a good person, that's for sure. But, but probably great in the sack. Um, um, she she's extraordinarily beautiful. Not as much though, and you know, as much as my caddy female self, but she, she's she's really losing her looks faster than you would think. No, I don't. She's agree. so skinny, and she's I don't know her face. I, she, I, she's, I don't agree. <laughs> Sorry. She looks older at this point than Jennifer well, Aniston. Yeah, she does. But Jennifer Aniston just sits around and puts cream on herself all day. You know, I mean, it, 
It's uh, well, then you know if that's what Angelina is. I mean, because granted, in her time, yeah, I mean, she was undoubtedly probably the most beautiful woman in the world, or close to it. Um, and so you would think that she would be eager to hang on to that. Yeah, listen, Je- Jennifer Aniston is the all-American girl. You know, it's what you picture you end up marrying when you get older. And she yeah. still looks like it, though. That's yeah. what I'm saying. She has aged, and I realize she spends like $150,000 well, a year on um, and And she's work. sponsored by Avino, and, you know. Right. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. But Angelina has the money, and, you know, Lord knows she is she she's aware of her beauty she has used her beauty she should want to hang on to it yeah, and but you she's know what? not doing a very good job of it you know what some parts about her are pretty fucking cool though you know just it's like hey i got the double most beautiful woman in the world you you'd think somebody would be shallow and want to have their breast rebuilt by the best of the best she just fucking took ownership of it had the double mastectomy and uh, she got new and, boobs and, she's uh, not boobless she's not boobless but she she totally took ownership of it like you know this is somebody who likes to do a lot of nude scenes and and stuff like that and she and i'm sure they're spectacular I, I, ju- I just like the way she handled it i really do i wish that that ability was able to uh, i'll i don't know and i realize i've got a bad attitude towards her i just made me feel bad that you know so many people can't afford that and, you know, we're supposed to hail her for being a hero because she's rich enough to, to do it on her own. It was elective, basically, you know, when people who need it can't afford it. Yeah. That's kind of what made me mad. Yeah, I know, but it's it's fine. It really is. I, I just hate her. Yeah, you just hate her. I have and always yeah, will. You're, you're her and Paris Hilton. I'm totally biased. I, I, I will love, give. I love Paris. <laughs> she's just so cute and fun, and doesn't give a fuck. And I just love her. I'm sorry. Oh, she's so stupid. I know. I know. But she's fun. <laughs> I just want to go out and hang with her. It's, I just want to make fun of her and be playful with her. And and I don't even want to. I don't even want to bang her. I just want to be seen with her and go out and just. It's just like, oh, Paris, you're the best. <laughs> You know what was the most yeah. telling thing for me with her was of Tina Fey of all people um, mm-hmm. back however many years ago when Paris hosted Saturday Night Live. Sometime after that, Tina Fey was on Howard Stern, and for some reason that was brought up or whatever. And Tina Fey herself, when they, they brought up Paris Hilton, Hilton, she said, "What a piece of shit." <laughs> that was that was Tina Fey's reaction to to Paris Hilton. What a piece of shit. You know Tina's in my top five, right? She's in my top five. Yeah. I love her and Rachel Maddow. <laughs> it's a nice okay, threesome, yeah. sezian, scissoring scene don't right share there. Your enthusiasm for her, but oh, I love Rachel. I mean, I, so I, 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 lo- I love her, but for her. I love her, but not in. She's she's pretty, but she's just not, you know, sexy to me. It's her brain. I would just have her yeah, talk well, to me. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's my top five. You know, if I want a brain, I'll go fuck the librarian down the street. <sighs> oh, so not Lisa. <laughs> no, Lisa's hot. <laughs> oh, my God, Lex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. Nice try. <laughs> but 
she's hot, but if I want brains, I'm fucking someone else. Well, I mean, Lisa Lisa has a beautiful brain, but not in the not in the context of uh, like a Tina Fey, you know, that's constantly smart and funny. And I mean, incessantly funny and sarcastic. Yes. It's you know, I mean, I mean, Lisa's funny, and and she she's got a great snort laugh, and you know, she she cracks me up. But Tina Fey is like, you know, you know, she's it's, like, it's like it's like uh, you know, comparing. You know, Michael Jordan to uh, the guy at your rec gym, you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, as far as as far as uh, intelligence and funny and, you know, has all has everything. I mean, Tina Fey is one of a kind. Have you watched The Incredible or Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt on, on Netflix? I haven't. I wouldn't suggest it. It's a Tina Fey thing, and I enjoyed it. I watched the first season. I can see, like, I would not tell you to watch it because I don't think you would like it. However, it is the first five minutes of the last episode of the first season. Give it a watch. All right. Because it's John Hamm, and he is the crazy. Oh, you um, told me about that. Yeah. Oh yeah, the crazy church leader who yeah. have you uh, kidnapped all the girls. Have you seen Luke Cage yet? first couple episodes i actually kind of dug it it's kind of cool isn't it i liked it yeah i like I, I love the concept of the whole thing yes i i was really upset um when it, the because it crashed netflix like so many people downloaded it the like day that it was first put up on netflix that for the first time ever netflix was crashed and um after that then of course it's like okay people people were bitching because it was too black and it's like, uh, what did you think you were going to be watching? You know, uh, I don't know. It just made me mad. <laughs> I kind of watched it assuming that, you know, it was going to be black. Yeah. Because that's what that is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wasn't going to bitch about it. It's like going to church and complaining, you know, there's too many priests around. What did yeah. you think was going to happen? Yeah, he... Uh... It it is kind of is it's kind of a cool show, you know. From from the standpoint of it's completely, I mean, it's shot in Harlem. It's uh, completely completely ethnic. There there's there's really no relation to my upbringing, understanding, or anything like that. Yet I am totally immersed in this. I love the fact that the uh, the chick cop is not sassy. Oh, the chick? You know, they're, show, they're, See, show, that, they're showing a black woman who's want, just you, being a chick and you, doing her job and wanna, kicking ass. You want to talk about a you want to talk about a sexy woman? She is a sexy woman. She is. She's really hot. Yeah, you know, when when, when uh, he was talking shit about her being past her prime and all that at the bar, um, and uh, before he took her home and banged the shit out of her. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and it, and it's like he's giving her shit about being past her uh, prime a little bit compared to the other girls in the club and all that stuff, and she was giving it back to him. Yeah, it was it was like, man, I I love her voice. I love the look on her face. Like she's not, 
She's not put off or insulted. She's just like rolling with it. it was, right. It's a very sexy scene. And then, uh, yeah, there there is something about a f- 35 to 50-year-old range confident woman that is unbeatable. And absolutely unbeatable. They're deadly. Yeah, I, I mean they—they've they, got all that knowledge. <laughs> they're, they're, well, there's—they're you know—and there's like a couple of flaws, you know, that not only not only do you not care, but it makes them sexier. Like like there's some battle scars, you know, that that they've lived some life. You know, they're not. Right. You know, it, it's <clears throat> you know you know she she had a little she had a little bit of jiggle on her, just a little, you know, and. and you know, a little bit of sagginess, you know, in the breast area, and and it, it's like, it's like shit, this chick has never looked better. Right, she's awesome. Yeah. And as I said, I'm really glad that they didn't make her sassy. Yeah, to, total, totally took ownership of it. You know, yeah, yeah, she's cool headed. You know, you know, very good at her job. You know, I mean, the character is really good. Yes. And so is his. His 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 is, his is too. He's just like, man, I just want to be left alone. Even I know he's like so like low key. Just yeah. Like... Yeah. It's I mean, and 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 the bad guy, he's awesome. Yes. Yeah. I'm trying to think I, what I else. Mean, uh, he I mean, was, I... wasn't he in uh, um, uh, House of Cards? Isn't that Remy? Uh, I think it is Remy. Yeah. Okay. And, and the and the whole dynamic the whole dynamic of. Uh, of him and his cousin or his sister or whatever it is, you know, Andre Woodard. Right. You know, who, Alfred. Alfred, Alfred or whatever her name yeah. is. Yeah. Um, she, she is, uh, she's a great character in that too. She's like, just, and she looks great she, for her age. My God. Well, she's like in her fifties. She's, she's yeah. hot. Yeah, and, she is. And there's that I one. actually think she's prettier. She's like more. She, she's like you know some of the men who get yeah. better, like Sean Connery when he got older. I think she gets prettier every oh, yeah. year. Yeah, and that one. She's not showing any sign of decline at all. And that one scene where she tells Luke Cage, she goes, she goes, please, she goes, please, I ain't a little spinner. She goes, I'll twist you up. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. That's a good one. I like that show. And it's very different Marvel. And I say good for them for not following their typical mold with that one. Yeah. It, it's a cool show. You know, it's, uh, it's, uh, I, I think I got like two episodes left and I'm sad. <laughs> Are they going to do more? Do you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the okay. show's a huge hit. It, the downloads on it the day it came out was off the right. scale. So, anyway, I'm sure we're way over time, and I'm going to have to edit half of this shit out of here a bit. Well, don't forget the part where we had the audio difficulties. Well, no, I'm going to have to listen to the whole thing, because it's, you know... Oh, you poor thing. Yeah. So... (laughs) Who wants to do that? (laughs) Nobody. (laughs) Apparently, uh, you know, a thousand people a week or whatever, but outside of that... You know, hey, listen, we're doing good. We started out with, uh, we started out in very humble uh, beginnings. And the threesome podcast has grown, you know, incrementally, little by little. It's cool seeing people who um, are not like Centauri listeners finding it. Um, Is that, is that true? I I know you're the one that looks at the analytics on it, so... 
Is that uh? Yes. I, I would have to. Uh, I'd be surprised. How how does that happen? Is it just people looking for podcasts or? Um, you get the people you know who like. As you would look, anyone looking for new music or anything, yeah, and you know, we'll just find us like on iTunes and stuff, and then give it a try, mm-hmm. and they like it or they don't, and then they move on yeah. or stay and subscribe. That is cool. Subscribe, subscribe. Well, um, hey, subscribe your asses off. We we uh. We and to are... the guy who loved the Donald Trump show and said that he loved me, yeah, thank you. I love you too. Fuck the other guy. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Even, I don't even care what people say. You know, it's like, you know, I deal with that every day on a very large scale. So it's like, hey, I know. Hey, it's like you either like it or you don't. It's all right. You know, yeah. That that fight, the the Twitter thing though, with the the Donald Trump yeah. lover, that like went on. I think at least like twenty four hours, not nonstop, but it was like I'd come back to Twitter later, and it's like, really, you're still going on? And so I'd whip yeah. off another tweet and be like, you know, suck it. My my favorite <laughs> my favorite one was, was about three or four months ago. It's like. It's like, hey man, you guys had a conversation about something on there. Was that supposed to be on there? And I went, and I went, and I went. Was that at the end? He goes, no. It's like in the middle of it. And I went, yeah, it was supposed to be on. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because we've done that before. Oh yeah, I've done, done, it many, done it many times before. Oh yeah. no, really? I don't know about this. I uh, need to listen all the way to the end. Well, by many, like four or five. You know, it's like. Yeah, usually after I I haven't edited right away, you know, I like go back a couple of days later. I forget all about shit. I know. I try to send Lex like an email a few days later saying, "Hey, don't forget about you know that middle part where we told the pedophile jokes and maybe we shouldn't have done it right there after church," you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. And then inevitably you leave it in anyway because you don't listen to anything I say. That wraps up the threesome podcast. <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Number 116. Thank you, everybody. Stacy. a pleasure spending uh, the afternoon with you once again. We will do that again next week uh, yes. for 117, 118. In the meantime, soak these in and enjoy because there's some great takes in here. All right. We'll that he's not going to edit out. Mm, no, because I'll forget about it. <laughs> And not listen to what I say. Yeah. <laughs> Stacy thinks I don't listen to anything she says. <laughs> it's not true. We'll see you next time on the Threesome Podcast. Bye. Bye.